Good morning. Good morning. Glad that you could be here to be a part of this worship today. Uh, and thankful for being brought to this day and uh, thankful for the opportunity to participate uh, in worship together and uh, in the a new beginning for the church here at Glen Allen. Uh, as has already been mentioned, it's uh, been kind of a long road for us getting to this point. And uh, I don't want us to think that we are at the end of a process. I want us to think that we are at the beginning of what the process has been all about. We are at the beginning of serving God together uh, in love and in unity and in ways that perhaps we have not uh, been able to do uh, in the past year. Uh, but it's all about shepherds who will lead us and guide us and care for us and watch over us and equip us for service in the Lord. You've heard the challenge given to them. We've been talking about this off and on through the year. Uh, sermons, class lessons, uh, uh, other opportunities to discuss it. We know what their work is. We know what their responsibilities are. It has been laid out, I think, rather clearly. Now it's time for each one of us to ask this question. How can I help them be the good shepherds that God has called them to be? How can I help them live up to the commitments they've made today? How can I help them live up to being what this church needs? So here are some things that all of us can do. Number one, we can be thankful for them. We can be thankful that they're willing to accept this role. Being a shepherd of the church is an enormous challenge, as well as an enormous responsibility. Uh, it is something that you must be willing to do. The Apostle Paul talks about someone desiring that role, uh, and not everyone desires it. Not everyone wants it. Not everyone is willing to take it on. Not everyone is able to take it on. So we need to be thankful that we have men among us who are able to, to do those things. We've been down a long road, but by God's grace, we have arrived and we should be thankful, not just for the end of a process, but for these men who are willing to take up the responsibilities of leadership. We also need to be in prayer for them. Our three brothers are accepting not a title, but a role, a responsibility of shouldering a big load that will demand much of them. So we need to be praying for them that God will bless them with wisdom, with courage, with humility, with compassion, with endurance, and with protection from the evil one. We need to be praying likewise for their families because their service on our behalf will invariably alter their family life as well. One of the best things that you and I can do uh, from this point forward is to pray for these men, our shepherds, each day and to ask God to watch over them and bless them. Another thing that we can do, need to do, should do, is that we should cooperate with them. You know, there's a great irony in the life of the church. We appoint leaders to guide us toward heaven, but then we often don't respond when they point the way. Uh, it's like having a guide that we don't follow. Uh, and somehow that doesn't really make a great deal of sense. But that's what Hebrews 13, 17 is about. You've heard it read twice already today. 
Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. So when they call us to times of worship such as this and, and uh, the opportunities again on Sunday evening and to times of study of the word in our classes and to opportunities for service, when they call us to those things because they believe they are good for us, they believe that they are what is needed, respond to them and take advantage of the opportunities that are being provided to you because, as the writer says, they are keeping watch over our souls. And it's no advantage to us to ignore them and what they're trying to do on our behalf. So cooperate with them in the things that they ask us to do. A fourth thing, and this one's very important. We don't talk about it much, but we talked about it in our shepherd's training class, and I want to talk about it to you this morning. We need to let them be shepherds. Typically here at Glen Allen, we use that word, shepherd, more than we do elder, certainly more than we do overseer. We seldom use the word bishop, although that's what I've been calling Steve ever since last Sunday, uh, much to his embarrassment. But uh, we use the word shepherd, and we use that word mostly for a specific reason. It's because these are the people who are, have been appointed to watch over our souls. And because of that, uh, we need to let them do their work. I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm about to say, because when you need them, you should go to them. When you need prayer, you should go to them and ask for it. When you need counsel, you should go to them and ask for it. If you have questions, you should go to them and ask those questions. But let them be shepherds over people. Sometimes we kind of want our, our shepherds to sort of be super deacons. We want them to take charge of everything that happens in the church. And we, we sometimes get the mistaken notion that everything that takes place, somehow they need to deal with. And that really ends up uh, resulting in paralyzed leadership because they don't have time to do all of that. So if there's something that you are aware of, a need or a concern, if you can take care of it, take care of it. If you know someone else who has been tasked, uh, one of the deacons or one of the teachers or whoever, with that responsibility, go to them and ask them to take care of it. Try in every way to take care of things that uh, others can do in order to let them continue the ministry that is uniquely theirs. You see an example of this in Acts chapter 6, when the apostles were not going to be called away from their ministry of the word and of prayer in order to serve bread. There's nothing wrong with serving bread. There's nothing dishonoring about it. There was nothing demeaning about it. They weren't too good to do it. But they had a unique role. And their role was to uh, lead the church in other ways and to pray and to administer the word. And we need to recognize that our shepherds have a, new, a unique role and an enormous responsibility. So let's uh, uh, work diligent, diligently to let them be shepherds. Let's work diligently to see that they have the time to do the things that they have been called to do. One of the great blessings of the past year when we've been without shepherds has been that a lot of people have stepped up and done things and taken on responsibilities that they wouldn't have otherwise. And we did that because of necessity. But it's been good for us. 
because we've learned that we can do a lot of things, whether uh, we have shepherds working side by side with us or not. Let's keep that up. Let's continue doing the good things that we've begun to do and even more and let these men shepherd us. Let them watch over our souls, which is their task. And above all, we need to love them. Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 to 13, said, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. We need to appreciate who they are and what they do and love them. Not because of a title, not because of a position, but Paul says because of what they do. So let's love them for those reasons. And while you're at it, let them know that you love them. Let them know that you're praying for them. Let, you know, let them know that you want to help them in any way that you can. Let them know that you've got their back. Let them know that you are willing to serve. We're standing on the threshold, I believe, of a great opportunity. An opportunity to see what God will do with us and for us. And these men are a vital part of that opportunity. But so are you. Each and every one of us is a part of that opportunity. Let's not miss the opportunity, even to the slightest degree. May the Lord bless us as we walk into our future together, sustained by his love, guided by his spirit, and encouraged by one another. Let's bow together and pray, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to worship. Father, we acknowledge you as our great shepherd. And we're so thankful, Father, that you have watched over us and blessed us, even when we have been without earthly shepherds to guide us. We know, Father, that you have been with us, as we've asked you to do. And we know that you've blessed us in so many ways, and in ways that perhaps we don't even recognize. Father, now as we enter into a, a new phase of our life as a church, we ask for your special blessings. We pray for uh, William and for Steve and for Kent that you would bless them with all the, the wisdom and the courage and the faith and the insight uh, that they will need. Bless them with the endurance that is required of shepherds. Bless them with the compassion and the tender hearts that shepherds must have toward the people they lead. Bless them in every way, Father, and bless this church that we will become more and more who you have called us to be every day of our existence. Father, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus. We thank you that he came, that he lived on this earth, and he died for our sins, and he was raised from the dead, and now is at your right hand interceding for us. We praise you through his name and ask your blessings through him. In his name we pray. Amen.